Blog Talk Radio. Macaulay Matthew, and it is me, William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm doing good, man. Glad to have you back on this show, man. Yeah, glad to be on here, as usual. All right, man. Glad to have you back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for checking out this show. This is the um, 
WrestleMania wrap-up episode, the review of WrestleMania 37. Of course, you know, it was a two-night event. We're going we're gonna, to uh, talk about that, my thoughts of uh, the, the pay-per-view, you know, overall, my thoughts on the Knicks. You know, they're, they're, they're streaking with five games, man. They just can't be stopped. We're going to talk about that. We're talking about, um, you know, baseball. You know, the Mets, uh, you know, they, they were playing well. You know, they, you know, lately, if they, you know, actually had the games playing, which, you know, they, they just, you know, I'll just get into that. Uh, also, the Yankees, they're, you know, they're, they're going, you know, they're in a tough spot right now, especially against the Rays. We'll talk about that as well. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about other stuff that's going on in sports entertainment and sports entertainment and anything, uh, you know, we, we, we'd like to talk about or you'd like to talk about. You know, this is the perfect place to to express yourself. So if you want to call in and uh, talk to me and Mac, um, the number is, of course, 563-999-3529. That number, again, is 563-999-3529. So feel free, to talk, feel free to talk about any of these topics. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you were going to say something, Mac? Oh no, sorry. I was just saying that I'm watching a UFC fight night right now on ESPN, and there's this fine UFC fighter, Tracy Cortez. For you, a horny bastard, you guys need to check her out. And um, so, <laughs> if you guys want to talk about it, <laughs> thanks for the update, Mac. Um, you know, feel free to talk about you know any topics that you know you'd like to express yourself. Like Mac just did. So I just came on, <laughs> said what was on his mind. You can do the same. Uh, but, you know, before we go into Wrestle, straight into WrestleMania, um, yeah, we got to unfortunately uh, tackle um, some sad news in the entertainment business. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, last week, uh, DMX, um, you know, he passed away at the age of 50. You know, rest in peace. I mean, the guy, you know, he came up with a lot of hit hit songs um, in the 90s, early 2000s. And, um, you know, a lot of the people, you know, you know, we grew up listening to and watching on TV and movies, you know, they're passing away at a young age, you know. So, uh, you know, my, my condolences go out to, you know, his family, you know. And, I mean, I think he has like, um, like about 13 kids or so, man. You know, a lot of... A lot of kids, man. So, you know, no matter how, I mean, well, I mean that too as well. But, um, you know, no matter how old they are, man, losing your your parent or anybody who's close to you is, um, you know, it's you know, it's a difficult time. So, again, my condolences go out to you know, you know, to his family and, you know, anybody who's directly affected or anybody who you know who like related to him, you know as a performer, because, I mean, he did, you know, he, he did keep it real with his, his music, you know, he wasn't, you know, talking about, you know, the, the glamorous side of fame, you know, he talked about his, you know, the stuff that he went through in life and stuff that he's, he, you know, he was struggling with at the time. So, I mean, he's, you know, one of the real performers out there. So rest in peace to him. Yeah, definitely. Rest in peace DMX, one of the old time rap greats. You know, loved his music growing up as a kid, especially Rough Riders, mm-hmm. Rough Riding Anthem, you know, Party Up, Slippin'. Yep. 
you know how it's gonna be you know a lot of his songs so he he's definitely gonna be missed and it's just unfortunate that he had to he had to pass away you know uh from a drug overdose of all things but yeah yeah just my condolences to him uh to his family yeah and uh also you know our condolences go out to the family of uh black rob another rap icon who passed away uh today so yep. you know i thought some prayers go out to his family as well yeah, rest in peace yeah man um yeah i guess um fortunately you know we, we gotta you know shift gears but you know the the impact that these men you know did in the entertainment business you know they'll, they'll never be forgotten for real But um, yeah. Um, shifting gears. Um, you know, to wrestling. Uh, you know, normally we we talk about you know wrestling at the end of the show, but you know, wrestling WrestleMania was too big for just one night, just like last year. So we're gonna um dive straight into that. You know, so um, yeah. Here's here's my thoughts on on uh you know the wrestle the WrestleMania thirty seven. You know, it, it reminds me of that uh, Charles Dickens book, um, Tale of Two City. It was the best of time and it was the worst of time. Night one was great for the most part. Most of the matches were great. Night two was just a was just a turd. Man, it was it, it was crappy, man. It was it was just a crap, man. Let, let, let let's just dive. Let's let's go into night one. Night one, you let off with Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Um, for the WWE Championship, the WWE Championship, the the biggest prize in in, in the in the industry, in the in the, you know in in professional wrestling, it's leading off the show. I mean, I, I felt that I felt that match should have been that match should have been um, you know, the the main event, you know, either yet yeah, um you know night one or night two. Um, but you know. WWE felt otherwise. So uh, this show let off the show. It was a it was a great match. You know, you, you had Bobby Lashley battling off with Drew. You know, they have history with each other. I think even going back to their TNA days. So, um, you know they you know they definitely have chemistry in the ring. And the most important thing, like we've been saying for weeks, or even a month or two, that Bobby Lashley needed this victory. He needed this title defense. Uh, because you know Bobby Lashley just won the title like about a month ago, or maybe even a little over a month, and yeah. um, he needed he needed this victory in the worst way. I you know obviously you know storyline wise you know you'd like to see the good guy get the victory to overcome the villain, but in this in this sense uh, WWE actually did the right thing because you want to build up Bobby Lashley as a as a, a real title holder a real champion right. you know and if you have drew mcintyre just beat him again so quickly you're just gonna ruin the momentum of drew mcintyre chasing and bobby lashley being a credible champion because it took drew like 17 years to win it and then he you know he beat brock lesnar five uh five minutes last year and then uh bobby lashley won it um against the miz like oh like over a month ago and it took him 16 years to finally win it so you know, WWE they made the right decision to um to um keep 
keep the title on Lashley and build build a future matchup in the future. Oh, now that I think about it, they're gonna they, on Monday Night Raw. They, um, Drew McIntyre fought um, Randy Orton, who we're gonna talk about um, definitely in night two, um, and also uh, Braun Strowman. And then of course he won he won that match, so he's gonna have another number one contendership at wait for it, wait for it, WrestleMania Backlash. Because Backlash was in a, a good enough title, they had to put WrestleMania on tag WrestleMania onto it. Like <laughs> I mean, come on man, this is that just man, they just ruined you know, the legacy of WrestleMania. Why are you gonna attach WrestleMania to like some some random you know, some you know a, 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 a pay-per-view event that's not even in the top five. You know what I'm saying? Like, come yeah. on. It's like that. the greatest Royal Rumble and all the... You know what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah, I, I, I don't get that. When I heard that, I was like, what? WrestleMania backlash. <laughs> <laughs> the hell? My goodness. Like, WWE, man, they just... They try too hard. And, oh, yeah. We got we got to get into that um those those um those cuts that they did um we're gonna yeah we're gonna dive into that right after um the the WrestleMania uh, talk so we, we, yeah we'll 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 talk about the cuts um right after that and then we'll go into you know the the other sports you know baseball basketball and anything that's on your mind so again the number is five six three nine 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 three five two nine. Five six three nine 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 three five two nine, but um yeah, what was your thoughts on the WrestleMania match? You know the Lashley match. I thought it was a good match. Um, I was surprised that he ended up winning it, but hey, yeah, that's good because you know they're finally giving him his due. You know after so long, but um you know I I suspect that eventually he is gonna lose it, probably even at SummerSlam maybe. Um, who knows? But We'll see, but for the time being, you know he's holding to, he's holding on to that title, and uh, you know maybe he could have a dominant run like a Lesnar, and then we see that potential Lashley versus Lesnar match at next year's WrestleMania even. See, that'd be great if that did happen. I agree with you. That would be a great idea. But you know why I think it's not happening now? Why? Because they made they made Drew McIntyre win the number one contendership on Raw. They could have they could have easily yeah. had Orton win the title or even Braun. Orton would have been a more credible person to keep at least keep those guys away from each other, you know. And then the the, the draft should be coming soon anyway, you know. That would have buy them some time before they had those guys um, feud again. But now they're WrestleMania backlash, which is essentially the Raw like the Raw after um after WrestleMania because all we're gonna get it seems like is rematches. From the WrestleMania, I mean, it's just—I don't get it. It's a—it's a dumb idea, you know what I mean? Like, they it, having the same exact match on, on the day after WrestleMania. It just waters down the the WrestleMania matches, and then now they're gonna do the same exact thing for WrestleMania Backlash because WWE runs out of ideas. So I mean. There's some rematches I would like to see, though. Okay, like... like I, I, I want to see Bianca against Sasha Banks again. I mean, oh, I yeah, of course I want to see... No, you see, yeah, this is my problem. This, I do want to see the WrestleMania rematches, but 
I think the earliest you should see those matches is SummerSlam. Yeah, I don't yeah, think they yeah, should I be. A, that. I don't yeah. think they should Not be. Right um, um, the Raw after WrestleMania. Or SmackDown after WrestleMania, for that matter. And and not even the next paper, WrestleMania pay-per-view. I mean, the next paper... Well, I guess technically I'm right, because now it's WrestleMania Backlash. It's not ba- Backlash anymore. It's WrestleMania Backlash. So, yeah, like, they should have, like, spaced it out. You know, kind of like my critique about, you know, Rock versus Cena. Once in a lifetime. That was a great match. They should have had... At least, they should have at least skipped a year before they gave us the twice in a lifetime matchup and that yeah. watered down the, the, you know, the, um, the buildup for both of those years, you know, but, um, yeah, I think they, I think they dropped the ball on that one. I mean, I'm glad they did the right decision at WrestleMania making Bobby Lashley retain, but having Drew win the, win, win the number one contendership, Man, I, I don't think that was a good idea. They should have found a, a you know, like a, like some some way that they cheated, and then he he ends up, you know, Drew McIntyre ends up losing, and then you, Bobby Lashley feuds with somebody for like a few months, and then you know SummerSlam comes around, then they restart the feud, and then it would be fresh. Do you honestly think they're gonna make Drew Drew McIntyre lose to him twice, two pay per views in a row? I, I just don't see that. Ha- I just don't see that happening. I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, yeah that's gonna be tough. You know, I don't. Yeah, I can't see McIntyre losing three times. Mhm. But you know, we'll see. We'll, you know, we'll see what, happen- what happens. All right, let me see what other um, what other matches they had also. Um, they had uh, Natalia and Tamina um, defeat the the Riot Squad um, in the the tag team turmoil, turmoil match to become the win the number one contendership, and then that made them have a um, a match against um, Sheena Baszler and uh, Nia Jax um, for night two. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that um, I guess afterwards in a few minutes. Um. Yeah, I mean, I had I had no problem with that match. Um, let me see. Who did I think was gonna win? I'm trying to remember who was who was in that match. Um, from my memory. Um, which match is this again? The tag team turmoil. Um, there was Nia, uh, Natalia and Tamina. They defeated the um the Riot Squad. W- wasn't um. Who oh was yeah. Um, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know that. But who else was uh, in that match? Um, oh, I think there was a bunch of tag teams. But wasn't it Lana, Lana, and uh, what's her name? Yeah, right. Too. Yeah, thank you. That's what I was trying to remember. Uh, uh, Lana and uh, Naomi. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, th- those were my picks to win. Uh, but Peyton, yeah, wasn't Peyton? Um, no, no, no. Um, I, yeah, Peyton. Peyton was, I think was no, not Peyton. Uh, Billy Kay was with somebody. Billy else, Kay, yeah, right, right, right. Billy, Billy Kay was, was with somebody. Uh, I can't remember who it was right now, but it doesn't matter now because they caught her, right? You know, but we're, yeah, we're gonna dive into that in a few minutes. Um, um, so yeah, dive. Okay, then next, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. You know, we knew this was gonna be a good match for sure. Okay, and uh, yeah, and Cesaro was pulling off stuff I didn't even expect, like that um that UFO, and then he he um uh, that UFO spinning move. And then he he did it with no hands, 
Like that was that, was, and then of course he turned it into the um the swing, and uh, you know got the victory on uh, on Seth Rollins as we we expected. So yeah, that was a good match. I like Zangief. Remember Zangief? <laughs> you know that swinging move he did in the video game. Wait, that was, I'm trying. Oh yeah, yeah. He had like this power driver. No, not like that. Right, that spinning. Right, I know what you're talking about. Now. Yeah. yeah. Right, like that clothesline. That spinning clothesline. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And speaking of video games, uh, you had the New Day dress up like Mortal Kombat characters. Um, I think it was Sub Zero and um Scorpion. They've been right. dressing like that for like the past couple of months or so. Yeah. And um, you know, they lost their tag team titles, Raw tag team titles to AJ Styles and almost in his uh WWE debut as expected. You know, good match. You know, um. Yeah, you know, you had AJ Styles do the phenomenal forearm um, off the, you know, off almost. And, yeah, you know, they dominated. They dominated the New Day. So, yeah, that was a, even though, you know, I'm a, you know, huge New Day fan, but um, it made a lot of sense for almost and AJ Styles to win that match. And they, they you know, they they had the right decision. Yeah, almost. He dominated, man. They, like, mm-hmm. they couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Can you know stop that guy? Absolutely. So I mean, realistically, AJ Styles shouldn't—they should hold on to those tax titles forever. Because... Yeah, they would. Have, they would need Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon to tag team, or or get <laughs> yeah. that kid, that ten-year-old kid out of retirement. <laughs> that that boy, what's that little boy name that he was tag teaming with like years ago? Uh, I forget his it's name. Like ten years but... ago, I forgot his name, but. I'm sure when he's eighteen. Adam or something. <laughs> no, I don't think it was Adam. Something I'm sure like whatever that. his his name is, um, Braun is gonna attack him with him when he's when he's older. Uh, let me see. Name. What was that boy's name again? Um, Nicholas. Oh yeah, yeah, Nicholas, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure whenever Nicholas grows up, you know, they'll have them, you know, compete in WWE to to foreshadow like Dominic and uh and Aaliyah. Popping up, or even The Rock when he was watching his his father compete in WWE. You know, you yeah. have that foreshadowing event of those kids actually competing in the or even Charlotte. Now that I think about it, you know, competing in the ring, those set, at least second generational you know wrestlers, kids. Yeah. And yeah, Braun. Speaking of a, a generational. Uh, Kid in the business, uh, Shane McMahon. Um, he lost to Braun Strowman in the steel cage match. We all expected that. But the match was actually, um, you know, a lot better than I thought it would be, you know. Yeah, it was. I'll, I'll you know, I'll I'll, I'll give Shane and, and Braun Strowman that, you know. That, see, this is what you could do, WWE. Even though the, 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 um, the results is predictable, you know, you 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 put a you know you entertain the fans. You know, mm-hmm. and this was a good match. Um, yeah, you had Braun Strowman break the 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 um the cage to um to pull Shane back in when he tried to crawl out. Um, what's, um I'm trying to remember what else happened. I mean, I know um Elias and um was it Riker? They they attacked um Braun Strowman with with steel chairs. Um before the match started. 
I'm trying to remember if there's anything else memorable that happened. Uh, oh, yeah, I think uh, Braun Strowman threw him off the, the top and then, uh, you know, hit the running power slam to beat him. You have to give Shane McMahon, you know, some some uh, some Credit. props because in this guy, you know, he even though you know we going into this match, you know, we thought uh, it'd be it'd be kind of embarrassing if Braun Strowman lost, mm-hmm. you know, and we thought that this match would kind of you know was a waste, you know, mm-hmm. the match for this, this pay per view. Shane McMahon does have some uh, very good matches, you know. Mm-hmm. She's the one with the, this one, the Undertaker, um, and the ones that we've seen him do in the past, you know, where he just falls off ladders mm-hmm. and steel cages, you know, onto tables, you mm-hmm. know. He does have very good matches. You got to give him yeah, credit. Especially in the Editor era, you know, his matches with Kurt Angle. He yeah. the King of the Ring. Um, He had one with Steve Blackman where he got hit off the, um, he got hit with a candlestick and he fell straight down. Yeah. Yeah, he's had some, you know, interesting matches, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, props to him, you know. I, I did, like he admitted, he didn't, you know, putting him in a steel cage um, doesn't fit to his, um, you know, to his strengths of, you know, you know, um, of, you know, leaping off, you know, high areas. It was, you know, they made it work. Yeah. So, you know, props to both of those guys. Then you had, of course, the the sublime matchup, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest uh, defeating The Miz and uh, John Morrison, and you know, props to Bad Bunny. You know, he was doing the the Canadian Destroyer. You know, he was training. You know, he was taking the the match seriously. I mean, I I wasn't into this match. You know, to be honest with you, but um, you know, Bad Bunny. You know, he, he you know he tried his best. So. He he did a really good job. You know, he was flying off the top rope. He mm-hmm. was uh, doing some high flying moves. Yeah, Bad Bunny. Yeah, uh, he showed that he could be a he could be a WWE wrestler going forward. He is already a to um twenty four seven champion. So yeah, he might bad. be a cruiserweight two hundred five champion or some cruiserweight champion in the future. Yeah, he he definitely has a future in the pro wrestling ring. Absolutely. So, you know, props to him. He. You know, he he took it seriously. He we all knew he was gonna win since he was a celebrity. Um, but you know, he you know he put in the work to, yeah. to um to try to entertain people. You know, diving off the the top rope and and all that stuff. But yeah, that that yeah again that Canadian destroyer thing move, man. That that surprised me that he did that. So you know, yeah, props to him. Um, and then last but not least. You have a match that transcends generations, you know. You had uh, Bianca Belair, the champ, the challenger, um, defeating Sasha Banks, the champion, and of course, that's the first time in WWE history you had uh, two black women fighting for the championship that I could think of, much less at WrestleMania. So, I mean, it's long overdue, but uh, you know. Both of those women, they put on a show, and um, you could see, um, you know, both women before the match started. You know, they broke character. You know, they were trying to, you know, you know, like maintain the, you know, the the rivalry, the the hatred. But I don't know if it's just me, but don't you notice when they were feuding, Bianca Belair is like, she was like fanning 
for um or standing as stand as standing as they you know they say nowadays you know it was like she was a fan of um of Sasha Banks like the rivalry you know what I mean like it was a great rivalry but it was like there wasn't no anim- animosity towards her you know to, you know what I mean like her character yeah. didn't hate Sasha Banks right right you know what I mean yeah whereas Sasha Banks was like you know threatened like you know like basically she's the best you know you know no one said yeah, and then she slapped, like, Sasha Banks literally slapped her, and then it, it took her, like, maybe the, a week later or so to, to to give her the receipt back, you know, it was like... Yeah. But, I mean, all in all, it was a great feud, and, you know, the match literally lived up to the hype, you know, so... It did. It was uh, the best match um, mm-hmm. yeah. of the night, I would say, by far. I agree, yeah, um, definitely. So, and the first time two black women headlined WrestleMania. You yeah. know, and competed for the uh, women's championship, so it was a special night. And and I love the fact that uh, um, Michael Cole said it. You know, first time that we have two black women mm. headlining WrestleMania. I love the fact that he uh, pointed that out. So yeah, I I was surprised he acknowledged that, and you know that was props to him to to acknowledge that. I mean, yeah. you know, it's about time WWE did it. You know, they should have did this a long, long time ago, but, you know, they did pick the two perfect women to do it if, you know, since they took it took them forever to actually do this. But, yeah, you know, both women are, you know, definitely worthy of that honor. So, you know, congratulations to both Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. And, uh, yeah, Bianca Belair, you know, you know, she won. And, you know, again, this is this is um, this is what made night one of uh, WrestleMania uh, 37 so great because most of the matches, you know, the, the, the people winning were, were predictable. They gave people what they want and they had good matches because it's like in WWE's mind, it's like, you know, okay, we're going to give you the match you want, but we're going to make the, the, the person you don't want to win, win because you're going to be so caught up with the match. You're not going to care how the ending is, but, like the old saying goes, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And in night one, WWE, they they fin- they started strong with the Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre match, and they finished strong with the um with the Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks match. Um, yeah, easily the worst match of the night was the tag team turmoil, but. You know, the the match was, you know, the, the, the pay-per-view overall was great. Like, if this was WrestleMania, if this was WrestleMania 37 and this was all we had, I would have been like, you know what? I'm cool with it. Yeah. All right, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go, to, let's, let's watch what's going on Raw. But, like I was mentioning last earlier in this show, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. So, night number two, let's get into it. You ready, Max? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, man. Let's, let's get into it. So, on paper, they start off strong. They have Randy Orton versus The Fiend in a singles match. So, I'm pumped for this. And to me, the best way I could describe this match was like, it was like the wrestling match. It was like The Last Jedi, basically. There was so much hype, so much buildup. The Fiend is back. Like the like Luke Skywalker popping up on, on the screen, you know, 
over 30 years. You've been waiting for him to come back, you know. And then there was the buildup, the, the promos, the, the buildup of Roy and Leon versus The Fiend is kind of like Force Awakens. Like, you were waiting for this mythological character to, to, to finally do something. And then, just like The Last Jedi, you just get this big crap dropped in front of you and said, hey, ha, 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 fans, enjoy this. And this is exactly what they did to us. Randy Orton versus The Fiend had all the potential to be a, a great match, but then they had to trick the fans, make Alexa Bliss turn heel for no reason other than Vince McMahon felt this was a great idea. She turns on The Fiend for no reason. For no reason. And The Fiend for the second time in his career, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt, loses to Randy Orton in a big WrestleMania match two two times in a row, man. Like, please, please, Vince McMahon, I'm begging you, never have Randy Orton versus the, Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, whatever, whatever alias you want to give Bray Wyatt. Don't have these guys fight again. Because the first time they had the great buildup with the Wyatt family, Randy Orton joined the Wyatt family a few years ago, and then he betrays them. They had the stupid worms and maggots and all these weird um, subliminal message things popping up on the on the you know the um, you know the the um, the mat while they're wrestling. And this was supposed to throw Randy Orton off, make him lose his mind, lose his cool, and then you know Bray Wyatt would have won. This is years ago. I'm talking about. Deja vu all over again, like your boy uh, Yogi Berra. So then, for like literally two months, we've been seeing Randy Orton, he's off his game. Alexa Bliss is doing these voodoo, satanic stuff to him, which, I mean, that's just a, a whole nother story uh, for a whole nother time. Uh, I mean, like, unses- unnecessarily crap that they, they they were doing. And then, you know... Randy Orton's throwing up all this time black crap. I don't even know what the heck he was throwing up. I don't know if that's supposed to be blood or whatever thing that's supposed to be. Like, I don't even want to get into that. For for all these months, the buildup, she's trying to get Bray Wyatt back. Uh, the Fiend. So then when they lead off the match, you see the Fiend is being redeemed. He's being healed up. You see all these weird orbs-looking things go, go on to him. Because remember, a few weeks ago, he, he came back you know, from hell, burnt up and all that stuff to to um to um promote the, the feud. So then he's back to normal. So if with logic, every time the Phoenix has been fighting, you know, he's he's been you know, he's been hard to defeat. You know? You can't beat that guy. He's like he was like Kane when he when he first popped up in ninety eight, you know, against or it was that ninety seven in um you know that, that cage match, Shawn Michaels no yeah, it was ninety seven. Shawn Michaels versus um, um, Undertaker. So he had that buildup. You know, you can't defeat him. So then, basically, he comes back. He's back. He's whole. Had Fiend would have been burnt up, and you would have shown that he was lesser than 100%. He lost to Orton, and they gave you a legitimate reason. Then, fine, you could kind of live with it. But, obviously, this the victory meant more to Fiend than, than the 14-time WWE champion, Randy Orton. But having Alexa Bliss turn on him for no reason, 
and then Orion hits one RKO, not two, not three, not five, not ten RKOs, one RKO, and then that's it, one, two, three. And then afterwards, you know, Orton wins over him, and then Phoenix staring at her, and then afterwards, you know, the the lights go out as usual. And I'm like, okay, is there going to be another monster that's going to come and attack the Fiend? You know, because, you know, they're doing that whole light thing on both of them. Like, kind of teasing, like, there's another monster that's going to pop up and attack the Fiend. But sure enough, they both disappeared, and then if my memory serves me right, the fans were cursing, like, this is, you know, BS and stuff like that. But, you know, they didn't censor it. And I mean, come on! This was this was just a joke. Uh, what's your thoughts on this match, man? Well, I didn't understand why. What was the point of that? You know, this whole feud has been going on, you know, for the better part of this whole year, and then they have seen after getting burned alive by Randy Orton, he loses again. Not and not only does he lose, uh, Alexa Bliss turns on him. Alexa Bliss was supposed to be, you know, his, uh, his, uh, I don't know, disciple or... Yeah, that's the word that popped in my head, too. I, I'm t- trying to look for another word, too. Or assistant or something, right? Yeah, and exactly. Then she turns on him, and now she has her own playhouse with her own puppet now. So yeah. I, I don't know what to make of this. You know, what what was the point of this? And so now what happens? Now you're going to have... Uh, Bray Wyatt fight Alexa Bliss? Like what? No, what he's, gonna going fight, he's gonna fight Lily, the the little doll, the little Raggedy Ann looking doll <laughs> from Hell doll. Oh, like, man. what yeah. is the point of this? This this feud made no sense from the get go. The only thing that would have redeemed this feud is if Fiend would have defeated Orton, and then it would have shown all the stuff that Orton happened to Orton meant something, and maybe they were teasing it, Orton. Who supposedly came in as the heel? He was wearing baby face white. You know, he he never wore no like like um trunks. You know, white trunks. Like if he's a, like a, a good guy, all of a sudden. Yeah. And then, like it was just a weird, a weird, a weird feud that ended worse by this this match. Yeah. And then afterwards, um, on Monday Night Raw, you know, Bray Wyatt's the Firefly Funhouse is back, which I mean that's a plus, but it's like. There was no point of him losing this match, and then and then you know Bray Wyatt's acting like he's you know like he's a um like a prosperity gospel preacher or something, and you know talking about the fiends you know going to be redeemed you know the only thing he didn't do was ask people for money because I mean he was playing <laughs> the stereotypical you know prosperity gospel preacher you know gimmick yeah. which obviously. They've done that many times before with the 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 brother love and brother Devon, you know, gimmicks in the past. I guess they're bringing that back. Oh yeah, what's his name? Bruce Pritchard, who 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 did um, play uh, brother love. He's he's in behind the scenes, so I'm guessing they're gonna revive his gimmick or Bray Wyatt. This is gonna be the new Bray Wyatt gimmick that he's gonna have. I don't get it. I, I like the scene. So are they just going to just yeah. now? The scene's going to be gone now? No more scene? No, I think scene is going to be back because that's what they're saying. He's, you know, he's redeemed. He's coming. Like, they're, they're like, trying to equate uh, or they're trying to compare uh, the Fiend's 
you know, resurrection to um, unfortunately, you know, being blasphemous. They're, they're comparing it to Jesus being resurrected because, you know, they're using terms that, you know, Christians use about, you know, the second coming of Jesus, which, I mean, they'll be, they, they have a, you know, they're, I mean, they're being really intolerant about other people's religions, but I guess they don't care since, right. you know. But but I'm saying uh, we're not going to have the the scene that we're used to watching. This is going to be a different character. This is going to this character is going in a, in another direction now, pretty much. Um, I think his I think his his um his regular Bray Wyatt is going to change. His Bray Wyatt is going to change into like a a prosperity gospel brother love type of character. But the fiend I would assume is going to be is going to look and act the same. So okay. I'm guessing. Firefly Funhouse is not going to be just a children's show. It's going to be like a, I guess, a, a Christian children's show, the way how they're. But instead of using Christian teams, they're just instead of saying Jesus, they're going to, um, you know, allude to it's you know Bray, you know, to the fiend, kind of like it's the you know he I got the whole world in 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 his hands kind of thing, you know. Okay. I guess they'll revive that part too. But um, yeah, man, they just. Yeah, they really dropped the ball on this feud. This feud was horrible to begin with, but this match, this match was um, was dreadful, uh, especially because of the ending. And yeah, I, I spoke way too. This match lasted five minutes and fifty seconds. I spoke. I talked more about this match than the match actually lasted. Yeah, but it that match. Last that long. Yeah, that match is gonna leave a stain in in our minds. Oh yeah, for a long time. You're gonna need Drano, you know, <laughs> to flush it down the toilet to, to get rid of that that crap that we we saw on on Sunday. But yeah, uh, back to night two. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler they defeated Natalia and Tamina um, in the you know in the tag team match for the 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 WWE. Women's Tag Team Champion, of course, you know, Natalia and Tamina won from the the the, the Tag Team turmoil, turmoil match the night before that. And, you know, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler winning, I mean, I mean, that's fine. But, you know, they, they, they missed a big opportunity of putting the title on Tamina. Like, the lady, she, she paid her dues, you know, to the company. They could have... Gave her the opportunity to to win a win a title. I don't think she has she ever won a. I don't even think she's ever won a woman's title. If um, I'm not has she? I don't know. I can't even remember if she's ever won one. Yeah, because I mean she, you know, and apparently she's she's um oh well the only title she's won is apparently the 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 twenty four champ twenty four seven oh yeah twenty four seven right I right, don't even right. remember when she won it but I'm sure she beat um our truth for it our truth yeah because everybody anybody including me and you could beat our truth for the twenty four seven title and he'll get it back of course um but um yeah man they could have they could have put the title on her for real um but you know it is what it is man. Um, Kevin Owens defeated Sami Zayn. No, no surprise there. Um. Oh yeah, Kevin Owens stunned uh, Sami and um, you know Logan Paul. No surprise there. 
Seamus defeated Riddle. Seamus defeating Riddle. Um, yeah, that's that. I mean, that's fine. I mean, you got build build up Seamus. I mean, you know, Seamus is really in, in the in the 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 you know basically the level I thought he should have been back in the days when they were force feeding him as a WWE champion. You know what I mean? I always yeah, thought of him as a mid card guy. Yeah. But WWE was just forcing him down our throats that those first couple of years. But you know, Sheamus has became a better wrestler, you know, a better talker on the mic. And um you know, he's he's settling in to what what you know, what he what WWE envisioned him to be. Um, let me see. And then you had um Apollo Crews defeating Big D. In a Nigerian drum fight match. And then, of course, you know, you had, um, um, what's his name? Um, Dabakato, but he pops up as a new character. I forgot what, General, General Aziz, what was his character's name? I forgot the name of the character. Some, some, uh, General to defend, to protect Apollo. But, But couldn't they at least say it was, couldn't they at least, Hint that it's the same character, like, <laughs> like he just popped up like, like a, how many months ago? Six months ago, or or maybe close to a year on the um the Raw Underground. Yeah. Come in like like the only thing they changed up to his gimmick was he's wearing a, 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 a you know a military gear. That's it. And now he's holding the the spear thing. That's it. There's no cosmetic change to the character. You might as well have admitted that it was it's him. Yeah. Like, you know, at least almost was wearing a ninja a ninja mask. You know, <laughs> I mean, come on, like, what's the point? It could have been the same gimmick. Yeah. Because we don't know mu- much about uh, Darby Cable Darby Cato's character anyway. You know, before he, you know, he um, because I think he's really, if I'm not mistaken, I think I heard he he's really Nigerian in real life anyway. So oh, okay. I think it's I think it's a, a you know a perfect pairing to begin with. Yeah, me too. But but yeah, um, I, I think they made the right decision. You know, you know I'm a fan of Big E. Obviously, I'm a fan of New Day as well. So um, obviously, you we want to see Big E. You know, as a you know holding on to the title. But hopefully, like Bobby Lashley a few months ago, him losing the Intercontinental title that will lead to him to you know feud with. Um, you know, uh, Roman Reigns in the future. Um, well, I mean, Roman Reigns is going to be um, feuding with um, with Cesaro. You know, following SmackDown. But yeah, those those two guys. You know, I think they're due to win win a, a WWE Championship or a Universal Championship in the future. So hopefully, there's a, a title reign for both of those guys in the future. Yeah, I love to see Big E compete. You know. For the for the WWE Championship mm-hmm. down the line, hopefully he gets that shot. Long overdue. And um, then you had Rhea Ripley defeating Oscar for the Raw Women's uh, Championship, and you know that was expected. Um, um, you know Rhea Ripley, you know she she competed in the last year's um, WrestleMania. Uh, failing to defend her uh, NXT championship to Charlotte. 
because you know Charlotte, you know she got collect all those those titles, you know. Not only the female Ric Flair, she's the female um um female Triple H. Oh yeah, that kind of reminds me that 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 list. I, I better look for that. I better look for that list where they list the top fifty women's uh, wrestlers. Oh yeah, the one you were talking about recently, yeah. Yeah, try, try to see if you can help me find that one while we're on there too. We'll we'll, we'll try to um hopefully you know. This was WWE. WWE was the one that did it, or what? Uh, yeah, I think it was WWE that made the list. Grace, and this was greatest female wrestlers ever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I found it here. Okay. Let's see. Um, where is that list? Come on, where's that list? Okay, I found it now. Yeah, I got it now. All right. Um. Yeah, but let me. Uh, what was I gonna say? Let me go to. Let me uh, finish the wall thing, and then I'll get into that. It looks like there's somebody on the air. Okay. All right. Let, let me. Uh, all right. Let Let me put the person through. Uh, hello, caller. Uh, uh, what's on your mind? What's your name? Hey, caller. Oh, good evening. Uh, this is uh, Lou from New Jersey. I think I've been here before. Uh, yes, I, I do remember you. Hey, how you doing? Welcome back. Oh, all right, you do remember. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to view the WrestleMania, but I heard there was a lot of uh, people that were, shall we say, dissatisfied with some of the results. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, thinking, yeah. yeah. What I, do you I, think I, was your big disappointment? Uh, night, night number two. I mean, Orton losing, Orton ah. w- defeating the Fiend. I thought was a big disappointment. I see. Yeah, well, of course, uh, you know, WrestleMania was, I think, better back in uh, my day. I don't want to show my age, but you know, absolutely. When we had it, it was, it was, it was better. I'm getting the, the Rock Hulk Hogan era. era. Well, I am over fifty, so uh, I remember the good old days. Mhm. Sad, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that was when it was good. Yeah, that's when we, the you first, know, that's when wrestling was first yeah. twenty. Where we're really great. Yeah. Wrestling, uh, I guess it's yeah, how you, wrestling was good also. Oh, what are you say? I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on how you follow the storyline too. Mhm. Because wrestling oh, yeah, is well the story was much better back in the days. Yes. Yeah. Shows I'm showing my age too. Ugh. That was good. At least, hey, look at the breast. At least you were you're old enough to remember when wrestling was good. It was really great. Yeah. You know, you had larger than life characters. Was... Said this watered down yeah. stuff there. You're force feeding people. Oh yeah, and of course now off to regret it. Oh, 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 oh. that's bad. <laughs> I'll repeat that name here. Your audio kind of went. I'm kind of now, of course, of course, I'm not old enough to remember to regret it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> See, because, you know, when you're young, you don't know what you're thinking. And, you know, we were all caught up in that, like, you know, we're like, uh, fourteen, fifteen, and you know it was all the rage and whatnot. But we didn't know what the hell we were thinking back then. Well, at least I didn't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. I mean, today's, today doesn't really have it much. I mean, you know, we know it's all choreographed and fake, but even though it was, you know, dramatized back then, it, it was more it was more appealing, more entertaining, and more fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, what, what was your favorite match of this WrestleMania? I think it had to be like because Roman I Reigns? couldn't. You know, that's the thing about Roman Reigns. You know, they they treat him like he's such a villain and whatnot, but I don't think he's mm-hmm. a lot much of a bad guy. I mean, he he gets a bad rap. That's that's the other complaint I wanted to mention. Why is it about Roman Reigns on Roman Reigns' case? What was Roman Reigns' what? I mean, you know, they're all getting on his case for whatever reason is and you know, I don't think he's being treated very fairly. I mean, what is everybody's problem with him? Yeah, I think I think Roman Reigns definitely took his his um his um you know, his him to, he he took his character to a whole nother level. Like he I think he's finally the the character, you know, he's definitely the character people were envisioning him to be years ago. It's kind of like Rock. You know, when Rock was supposed to be this, you know, baby face, you know, the fans were like, Rock, die Rocky. You mean die. Dwayne Johnson. And they weren't feeling him because he wasn't genuine. But now Roman Reigns, you know, he's he's full heel. He got Paul Heyman as his, um, you know, his, um, uh, how, how do you call him? His, his counsel. So... You know now, yeah. now Roman Reigns is that heel character. He's he's expressing himself kind of like when The Rock joined the Nation of Domination. Now he's able to, you know, talk trash to his opponents, to the fans, and now the fans, you know, like him now. When he when they're when he's you know, dissing on them now. So now Roman Reigns' game is on a whole nother level, and uh, that that was evident because he defeated both Edge and. Uh, uh, Daniel Bryan to retain uh, the tag team, I mean, rather the WWE Universal title in a triple threat match, which I thought was a, a good match. Right. Best match of the, the night, in my opinion, uh, of night two. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of people were complaining about, you know, you know that had to go two nights, which, um, you know, they've never done before, uh, to my knowledge. Yeah, they haven't done it since last year, yeah. Other than last year, they've, well, they they've have never done, done that before. Yeah. yeah, last year was the first time they did it, you know, because of the the, the COVID right. situation. Right. But yeah, but this time this was intentional that they did it. Mm. I, well, sometimes I'm, I'm more it's of a not fan. a good idea. Oh, I'm sorry, continue. Sometimes yeah, when you I'm think it's a good idea, you know, yeah. I like the original. I like I liked it was night. They could have did it night one. They could have just did it one night and took out all the crappy matches and just, you know. If they would have left most of the night one matches and gave us Randy Orton versus The Fiend, but with a better ending, um, Roman Reigns' match, Kevin Owens' match, uh, and then uh, Big E's match, they WrestleMania would have been WrestleMania would have been a good pay per view event, but they just give us all these filler matches in night two, and it watered down the whole WrestleMania, you know. Two night events, in my right. opinion. In other words, you know, well, if it looks like a turd and plays like a turd, it's probably a turd. <laughs> Basically. Basically. As opposed well, to like a duck, quack like a duck, yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. What's your thoughts and, on it? Well, man? you get the idea. Well, yeah, you, you know, 100% I, right. Yes. Yeah, my friend, my friends, and my nephew are more into wrestling, you know, than I am these days. I mean, because you know, like I said, I'm old school. Uh, 
I don't want to show my age, but, you know, I, I do remember, you know, the good old days. And they're actually doing a, a miniseries on the uh, wrestlers back in from my generation on, on cable for the next uh, couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. I think uh, I think Stone Cold you one is debuting okay. tonight. Okay, yeah, now tonight yeah, is, now it is officially Sunday. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll take that. Yeah, so it's like uh, Ride Ride Piper, Hulk Hogan, and all the and all the um you know old time wrestlers. Love those old school guys. Oh yeah, that, that's the, those are the best eras of WWE. You know, the the Hogan the Hogan slash Attitude yeah. era. You know, that's the yes. the best wrestling era. In WWE the history. ultimate male versus the ultimate meatball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, some old us remember that too. Well. Yeah, man. Well, unfortunately, we'll never WWE is never gonna get get to that level again. Well, they, they care it's too also much a generational thing too. Yeah, that's true. You know, because I always I always compared the generations. You know, it's never gonna be like you know ours, and you know they're gonna think, ah, come on, come on, yours was nothing compared to what we go through now. So you can argue that with every generation that you that you see. I mean, because I don't think a, a 15-year-old is going to agree with a 50-year-old's opinion about, you know, wrestling or football or maybe even, mm-hmm. even uh, you know, volleyball or what the case may be. Because you get the idea. Yeah, of course. Unless they, they, they're they really going to – unless they really watch, like, they're really into, like, sports history and they really go into it and they try to be, you know, objective, then they'll, you know, they'll come to the realization that, you know, all these sports have been watered down over time. Yeah. Not like My when opinion. I was young. Mm-hmm. Not I mean, like the, the, I, the, 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 the performers are more athletic. You know, they're they're yes. more business-minded, so they, you know, they get bigger paydays. But other than that, right. to me, the old, the, the old school sports stuff are, are better than yeah. the newer ones. Oh, absolutely. I mean, back when we were young, you know, 100,000, 150,000 was considered, you know, Big payday for an athlete. Now it's got to be like fifteen million. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean exactly. Yeah, I mean it's ballooned up in the last forty years. You know, if you made a hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, playing baseball, you had made. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we have a word for that, of course, and we know what that word is. And what is that? I'll let you go first before I say mine. No, I'm listening to you. Okay. Well, I was going to say stupidity, but the word is actually greed. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> of course, well, of course, yep. uh, I, guess I, kind of, I guess greed and stupidity can kind of relate a little bit, but... Ooh, I... You know... They're greedy, but your stupidity is paying all that money. Yeah, the, these owners, man, they, they you That's know, they the just keep. Part. Yeah, they just keep um, giving more and more money. You know, I mean, yeah. either way you look at it, back in the days, the the owners were just cheap and exploiting the players, and now it's just, uh, you know, kind of. It's like now it's kind of like a both both sides are business wise. You know, they're not. You know, players that you love growing up, they don't want to stay with the team they were drafted with. 
And it's all about right. the chase for the championship. There's no loyalty on both sides of, uh, you know, the no. ownership and player side. Especially baseball. Oh, yeah, absolutely baseball. Baseball and, and basketball, uh, I think sure. in, I think in 2022, baseball's going to be facing a lot of, they're gonna be facing a lot of problems. Yeah, because they're gonna have a. It looks like they're they're headed towards a strike. So. Yeah, not just a strike, but a strike. If you know what I mean. <laughs> strike. So can we say nineteen ninety four revisited? Oof. Hopefully not, but unfortunately, it looks like we're headed that way. You know. Well, I, I think you I were saying last see, time you were um, you're a Yankee fan, right? Yes. Um, how do you feel about the the slow start of the Yankees so far? Big deal, five and eight, big whoop! Come on, I've seen this before. You know, I've I've seen when Still they early. started the season. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. You know, even the '98 season, they started one and four. Okay, one and four, five games in the season. So what? You got 162 games. You're going to worry about what happened in the first week? Come on. Talk about giving them quickly and. You know, and they when they won 114 games and won the World Series this year. The first few weeks of the season mean absolutely nothing. I mean, I don't even look at the standings till like about Memorial Day. That's when you can tell where your team is headed. But right now, give me a break. If you're hitting the panic button, I mean, you're not really a real fan. You're just a fair weather fan. Oh, we suck. We're one and four right now. We're not doing anything. Oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Um, especially with the Yankees, man. You can. I've been saying that for decades. You can never count the Yankees out, man. Never. So, now, you know, it's going to be the way. <laughs> Unfortunately, as a Mets fan, I can, I can uh, agree with you. Because, you know, when the Mets make it to the playoffs, you know, it's a big deal. You know, the city comes alive because yeah. it, it rarely happens. But, you know, hopefully the Mets can, uh, you know, continue what they're doing, you know, playing well. Well, I was alive to see their best moment. Repeat that. I was alive to see their best moment. <laughs> Not a lot of people were. And I think you know what that moment was. Uh, which one? Uh, 86 or 69? That. No, I was, still, I was still an ID in 69. I'm talking 86. You said you were in the series. I was, oh, yeah, I was an ID only in I was in the womb in 69, but uh, 86, you know. Mm-hmm. It looked like a short thing. Boston was up two runs in the bottom of the 10th inning, but they made some mistakes, and then the ultimate mistake in the bottom of the 10th with two out, and then, uh-oh. Goes through Buckner. How do you let that get away? I don't know. Yeah, and they were celebrating congratulations, uh, Boston Red Sox. Red Sox, they yeah. even took out the... Yeah, that was when the Red Sox were under that curse. But yeah, yeah, now it's and then in two thousand four it happened. And then two thousand four it happened. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Up three nothing in the series, and they come back to win all four, and I was just sickened by it. Absolutely sick. Yeah, Mac was too. Yeah, yeah. But luckily for you guys, you guys. End up winning 2009. Yeah. Thankfully. Red Sox are currently leading the division right now. Hopefully that's not the case as we go into the summer. Yeah. 
I mean, you did trade away one of your best players a while back. Yeah, I think he went west. So uh, they haven't been the same. Oh, yeah, Mookie Best. Mookie. Yeah, they traded they traded him to the Dodgers, and Dodgers ended their their um slump. Yeah, when Mookie left, that was the end. That was the end of the Red Sox as we knew it. Yeah, for sure. Hmm, I think it was a song. No, you got rid of the Red Sox. Yeah. I think it was a song. Yeah, they got, they the got the definitely rebuilt. Ooh, I hate that word. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. But yeah, the dread R word. I move like that. It's like, you know, you're punting away your season. Yes. Right. You guys are based on the East Coast, right? Yep, yep, New York City. Oh, right across the river. Okay. Um, yeah. I think I, me- I think I mentioned uh, when I came on that I would show my own on Saturday nights, and if you got time uh, between 5 and 7, sure. uh, you're welcome to call in. Definitely. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, pl- what's, yeah. What's the number of the show again? Pl- plug it, please. Uh, the show itself or the number? Uh, you know the show. Okay, it's called I. Okay, it's called I hate. It's called I hate the Red Sox. dot com, uh, aka the Enhanced Sports mm-hmm. Show. Uh, we're yeah. on. I'm on five to seven mm-hmm. Saturday nights. The number to call is five one two five four three four six six two. We handle just about everything in the world of sports. I had a very unusual show at um, uh, previously because we did stuff that we normally don't discuss. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, normally we do, of course, football, basketball, hockey. Um, sometimes we do golf during the majors, uh, tennis, mm-hmm. and all that. We we covered uh, we covered some unusual events tonight, um, and we'll be doing some more. Um, we did the um, wrap up of the of the Masters. We did the um, remainder of the uh, hockey trade deadline. We covered women's softball because there was a monumental game that happened uh, last week. Um, and other stuff. And we'll be covering more interesting things because we got. We also cover WrestleMania too. Uh, we'll be doing some UFC and boxing next week. Um, nice. And we'll also be looking at uh, MLS soccer, which just started its season just about mm, two days ago. So if you guys are soccer fans, of course, uh, welcome your input. So we got a good show. We got a good show planned uh, for next Saturday. So if you got time, uh, feel free to call in. Remember, it's from five to seven p.m. We'll do. We'll remember that. Cool. Thank you, man. Thank, right. any, anything else you you want to mention, or if you'd like to plug it just one more time uh, before you head out? Anything All right, one like more time. The yeah, the enhanced sports show. The number to call again is five one two five four three. Four six six two, and I'm proud to say I've been the host of the show for the last three and a half years. Thank, thank you very much for. Um, and if you also want to come on the show, if you also want, if you also want to listen to past shows, uh, go to uberconferences.com and look under the section of past uh, conferences, and you'll find some of the uh, best shows throughout the month. In case you don't get a chance to call in live, you know, to call in to see if you. Like we hear first before you do call in, so you might want to check that out first. Cool, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Man. Uh, you heard, you heard uh, Joe, man. Check, check out the show. Thanks. Oh, what did you say? I'm sorry. I'll be back. I'll be back next week. Time permitting. Cool, man. Uh, 
Thanks for, you know, representing uh, New Jersey, man. Thanks for coming on, Joe. We appreciate it. Thanks for calling. Right, those... Peace. All right, that was uh, Joe from uh, New Jersey. You know, check out his show in Enhanced Sports. Um, and, um, you know, he's going to talk about, you know, sports stuff as well. So, you know, check out his show. And, um, yeah, uh, feel free to um, let us know what you think when you check it check it out. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on uh, – Oh, oh yeah, I guess I should go on Rhea, Rhea Ripley, Oscar. I mean, that match was like a raw match um, to me. I mean, I thought I, I, I didn't, you know. I mean, they're both, you know, you know, very good women wrestlers. But I don't know the the match. The match could have been a lot better, in my opinion. Yeah, it was an okay match. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Oscar was gonna win, but uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, you know, looks like they're gonna give her a chance. Yeah. Sure, what she what she got. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I I thought she should have won. Obviously, she's the, you know, she's a person that they, you know, WWE's high on. You know, I think she's definitely deserving. You know, I picked her to win, and uh, you know, I thought, you know, it was a good opportunity for her. I just felt the reason why this match wasn't as great as it should have been was because WWE had kind of neutered um, Asuka. Asuka, you know, used to be like this, you know you know, like this dominant, you know, wrestler, you know, that strikes fear into the heart of her opponents, especially like when she first came up in NXT and when she first popped up, uh, up into her WrestleMania match with Charlotte the first time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, Charlotte popped up and attacked both of them um, and interrupted that match on Raw, typical Raw fashion. You know, you're supposed to have a, a WrestleMania-type match and, um, you know, somebody interferes, you know, while you're, you know, you're you're trying to get emotionally invested in a match, and then somebody in, ends up no dis, you know, a disqualification match. It's like the, it's like as predictable as Theodore Long, you know, making you fight Undertaker in the tag team match, <laughs> you know, on SmackDown. Like, I mean, if you want to see what I think about, you know, you know, Rhea Ripley and Oscar having a rematch from the night before, um. You know, basically, see what I was mentioning, I don't know, about a half hour ago um, about, um, you know, having the matches fight, people fight each other all over again. And then last but not least, uh, Roman Reigns uh, defeating, uh, you know, Edge and and Daniel Bryan, which we expected. I mean, when it was just Edge versus um, Roman Reigns, I thought Edge was going to win. But once Daniel Bryan got added, you know, Edge's chances of winning went from 50%, went all the way down to 33%, and basically, you know, gave Roman Reigns that slight edge, that 34% edge of, no pun intended, of uh, winning that, retaining the title. So, what's your thoughts on that? I thought it was a, I thought it was a very great match, but, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I it got was a good point. match. It was a, it was a good match. I mean, I kind of, I thought Roman Reigns was going to retain the title. I didn't see mm-hmm. the title uh, changing hands, um, but it was a very good, uh, very good match. Um, you know, I think uh, we're going to, uh, you know, if Lashley ends up beating McIntyre, if that does happen at this next review, you might see another Lashley versus Roman Reigns match, maybe. Title for title, who knows? Maybe it's possible 
possible. But yeah, I think they would, I think I think they'd want to have Roman Reigns versus um uh Drew McIntyre title for a title because if remember well, they Triple almost H- had that. They almost, yeah. didn't they have that um well, they will. Yeah, they recently? did have the match, but it wasn't a unifying match though. Right, it right. Was a, it wasn't a unifying title. Yeah, that was like Survivor Series. Yeah, this past Survivor recently. Series. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember Triple H was saying that he wants them to have a rivalry. That he wants he wants Roman Reigns and um, Drew McIntyre to have a rivalry, like a a Rock, a Rock versus Austin rivalry. Which, um, you know, for that to happen, they'd have to be on the same show. Right. They'd have to be on the same show, and one of them has to drop the title. So. I guess Drew would have to be drafted to 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 SmackDown, maybe. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I guess we'll see what happened with that. So, um, you know, Roman Reigns is currently feuding with Cesaro. Drew McIntyre is going to have a rematch with um, with um, uh, I'm trying to remember with with Bobby Lashley. So that's not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, with uh, you know Reigns versus Lashley or or McIntyre. Um, let me see. Um, what else happened? That's pretty much it. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, oh yeah, I guess we could. Uh, oh yeah, here's okay. Here's the um the top greatest women wrestlers of all time in WWE. Who do you think is number fifty? I'm gonna give you one one guess because um, you know number fifty. Yeah, number fifty. Uh, I'm going from the 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 worst to to first. Uh, what do you think? Number fifty. Wow. Uh, you only get one guess. Luna Vachon. I don't know. Nope. Tony Storm from NXT. Tony Storm. Yep, that- from NXT. Uh, she's she's an Australian wrestler from uh, NXT. She's fought in independence, independent wrestling, but she's she's in uh, she's in NXT. Okay. A good fighter, you know, but she has the potential to be, you know, a top fifty women's wrestler in WWE. But obviously, she she hasn't she's only been in NXT. So I mean, I think that kind of disqualifies her. She hasn't even wrestled in WWE yet. You know, I mean, obviously NXT is part of WWE, but you know. She hasn't wrestled on Raw or SmackDown uh, reg- on a regular basis, if ever, if my memory serves me right. Okay. Uh, who do you think is for- 49? Uh, 49, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be tough to guess, you know, what from 50 to 49. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I don't know. Give, give us the list. Okay. Uh, you give up. It's, it's too... too um, yeah, it's gonna be tough to, like, All right, to fine. go I'll from. Give you top you know. 10. Fine, from top ten, I'll let you guess then. Okay. All right. So, fifty is T- Tony Storm. Forty-nine is Caitlyn. Uh, forty-eight is Kaylee Ray. She's the current NXT UK Women's Champion. I, I mean, I didn't know that to be honest with you. Sonya Deville is forty-seven. Shotzi Blackheart, currently NXT Women's Tag Team Champion, forty-six. Kelly Kelly, 45. Candice LeRae, also in NXT, um, 44. Nikki Cross, 43. 42 is Layla. Layla is 42. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's hilarious. Wow. 41 is Amber Moon, current NXT Women's Champion. 
I mean, I, I mean, I, Ember Moon's a great wrestler, but I would not put her over Layla. Eve Taurus, I would not put over Layla. That's 40. Lacey Evans would not put her over Layla. Jazz is 38. She should be higher as well. Maris, she's 37. Uh, 36 is uh, Nia Jax, uh, of course, current woman's uh, tag team champion. 35 is Bianca Belair. 34 is Carmella. 33 is Gail Kim. Jacqueline. Carrie Sane. I mean, yeah, some of these girls, they, I mean, they, they need to be elevated. They're too low on this list. Especially these attitude error with this aggression ladies are, like, way too low on this list. Uh, Carrie Sane is 31. Naomi is 30. Uh, Bogo Nakano is 29. 28 is Ivory. 27 is Molina. 26 is the Bella Twins. So which one is better? No, they're tied. They're twins. Duh. Like, yeah, yeah. What the hell is that all about? Like, I mean, I get their twins, but damn, like, can't one be better than the other? I would put I would put Nikki Nikki over Brie if I was if I was gonna um, if I had to choose which one is better of the two. But I pick, pick choose, choose one, choose one over the other. I don't care if you put them back to back, but like, come on, that's a cop out. How is Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler on separate lists with the Bella Twins are are are, are shared twenty six? Oh, we can't choose, pal. They're, they're, they're equally great. They're twins. Like, I mean, come on. Like, well, what's the logic? 25 is Ia Shirai, current NXT Women's Champion. Well, actually, she's not the current one. Oh, okay. This list was before WrestleMania. So, yeah, Ia Shirai is not the woman, the current NXT Women's Champion. Um, Raquel Gonzalez beat her um, at um, the NXT Stand and Deliver pay-per-view. Uh, you know, so congrats to her. Oh, yeah, on the NXT, they had... Um, they had um, Bianca Belair, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley, the Raw Women's Champion, and Raquel Gonzalez, uh, the NXT Champion, after defeating Io Shirai at the Stand and Deliver. They all were, like, celebrating together um, at the NXT um, on Wednesday. So that – oh, actually, it's Tuesday now. This trip the days. So, yeah, that was a nice moment right there, you know, having all the, the three women – uh, you know, champions together. That was a nice touch. That should have ended off the show, to be to be honest with you. Um, twenty four is Luna Vashon. Twenty three is Stephanie. Two is Michelle McCool. Twenty one is Rhea Ripley, the new um, Raw Women's Champion. Twenty is Natalia. Nineteen is uh, AJ Lee. 18 is Shayna Baszler, a woman who hasn't even won the WWE title, the women's title, but she's she's all over all these ladies somehow. I mean, Shayna Baszler, she has the potential to to you know to to be a champion, but the, the way how WWE is booking her, I mean, obviously she's a women's tag team champion, but before they put the tag team titles on her, they were like, she they weren't really using her right, you know. 17 was Paige, 16 Sable. 15, Molly Holly, 14, Victoria, 13, Alexa Bliss, 12 is Mickey James. Macaulay's throwing, throwing his um his cup all, across the, the room right now as we speak. <laughs> I agree with you. Mickey James is too low on this list. 11 is um, Beth Phoenix. Okay, now we're in the top 10. Who do you think made the top 10? Who do you think is number 10? China. Number 10. Nope. 
It's Bailey. All right. Number nine. Who do you think is number nine? Number nine. China. (laughs) Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey? Yep. She's number nine. Number eight. Guess who's who's number eight? Lita. We have a winner. You got one. Oh, Lita. Okay. Lita's on the board. I mean, to me, she should have been top five or at least number two or or, or yeah, she's that. top ten for me yeah definitely yeah she's definitely top ten I, I think she's top five in my opinion or she's definitely top five at minimum in my opinion um but yeah number seven uh i want to keep saying china i don't know um you said sunny already right uh did i say sunny well then again sunny wasn't think... really i don't consider her a wrestler you know but she was a diva, but yeah, not one of the top wrestlers. I'll give you a clue. Sunny, Sunny is not on this list, and rightfully so. She's she's never she's never she doesn't she's not really a she doesn't compete really. Yeah. She was a, really a diva, you know, a ballet. Her first diva, you know. Um. Um. Uh, you so a lot of these are new school. I don't know Sasha Banks. Uh no, your your homegirl Alondra Blaze. Is number oh. seven. Okay. Who's number six? Sasha Banks. <laughs> yep. Ah, you are okay. one. You get. Yep. Smart man. You guessed her. You 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 guessed her one one um one uh, level ahead. But yeah, you're okay. right. Number six. Who's okay. number five? And of course, Sasha is the current SmackDown Women's Champion. Who's number five? Oh no no she's not. I forgot this list is is, is behind. Um, Bianca Belair, she's like 30-something. She's the current SmackDown Women's Champion. Okay. But Sasha Banks is number six. Who's number five? China? Nope. It is Asuka. Who's number four? And China has to be up there, up to you somewhere. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> yep, she's number four. Okay. All right. Who's number three? Wow. Three. Did you see Michelle McCool already? I think I said Michelle. Yeah, Michelle McCool is number 22. Oh. But she's number one in Undertaker's Heart. Okay, the answer is Becky Lynch. Oh, Becky Lynch. Okay. All right. Number two, I think you remember what I said before. Oh, yeah, the Charlotte Flair. Yep, the greatest of all time, Charlotte mm-hmm. Flair. And number one is, I think you remember that one as well. Trish. That is correct. Yep. So, yep, this is a, a typical mon- modern-day list. They basically stack the deck of all the modern people all the modern day people or characters that you you're watching from a company, they just stack the deck. Everybody who's new is the better, is better than the past. Yep. Hooray! 
Yep, this is this is this is a I'm I'm not surprised with this list at at all. Like it's just it's just crazy, man. Like everybody has their own opinions, but the problem is this is not opinions. This is a propaganda piece to elevate the the current product. And obviously, it's a good thing to promote the good pro, you know, the modern day, you know, wrestlers, you know, because obviously they're currently fighting, you know. And I mean that's why you, you that's why you have veteran you know legends fight with the the young the young um you know um, wrestlers to to elevate them to that level. But when you make a list like this and you're supposed to be objective and you know you're supposed to be honest and give a, a you know a list that any fan could look at the list and be like wow this is you know this is a would I agree or disagree with this list you know this is coming from the heart. But this was a piece like I could like I could literally see a writer in WWE trying to write the list, and he's typing his honest thing. He's like, hey pal, you gotta put Charlotte on there, number two. Uh, I think she should be like number thirty-five. What did you say? You're fired. Okay, fine. Number two. You know, or maybe well, Charlotte. Number one. She has a held title. I wouldn't put it as low as thirty-five. You know. No, no, no. I know. Now I'm just I saying would... as. I, I wouldn't put her at thirty five I wouldn't put her at thirty five either. She'd be top yeah. top twenty top fifteen top ten. Top top fifteen. At top least 10. top ten, yeah. Yeah. I say at the I say she's right now I would say she's she's probably ten between ten and fifteen. To be honest with you. She's on the level. I mean she has like what uh, I forgot. 12, she has the title range, so you know. Yeah. So obviously she she should be in the top ten, minimum, top fifteen conversation, you know. But everybody in this list, everybody on this list is like Charlotte, Becky, Flair, um, all these people are like they're all, they're all magically or all one after the other on this list. Like over time, once they, their career is over, and you know they're used, you know, appropriately. Yeah, who knows? They could they could be on this spot, this high, but it just seems like a a propaganda piece, you know. So yeah, that's yeah that's my thoughts on that list. Um, what 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 else? Okay, so yeah, the Mets um they um you know they they split the doubleheader. They um you know they finally got a win for the Grom, um you know. They didn't give him any run support usually. Um he, he was um he was throwing a one nothing game, I think it was in the the fifth inning, and he was striking out he struck out nine batters in a row, which was a career high for him. And um, you know, he would have been had he had one more strikeout, ten strikeouts, he would have uh tied Tom Seaver, uh for for the guy who, who threw um ten consecutive um strikeouts. I don't think anybody, ever, you know, that's the record. So no one's ever um, done that other than Seaver. Uh, seven, what was it? In seventy, I think it was. So like in fifty-one years, he no one else has ever even done that. Like, and not to mention Seaver did it to end the game. Um, but um, what broke up that uh, strikeout streak was uh, Jeff McNeil made an error, and then um, you know, you know, it was just. It was just like the circus. They were just making errors, and then, you know, the ground lost his composure, 
which he never does, and he gave up, uh, you know, a home run. He gave up three runs in that inning. And then, miraculously, Alonzo hit a home run, I think, in the, what was it, the, the, the sixth. And then afterwards, in the top of the seventh, um, you know, um, they scored um, the two runs to take the lead. And Francisco Lindor had his <laughs> moment. Oh, yeah, VR, VR knocked in the tying run. And then uh, um, Lindor knocked in the game that will prove to be the game-winning run with a single uh, to finally give Jacob DeGrom the victory because Diaz, I think he, he struck out the side. So, uh, you know, props to, to Diaz and uh, DeGrom and the, 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 the Mets players who, who left so many guys on base today. But fortunately, they finally were able to muster enough runs to um to be to win for the Grom. So the Grom got his first win of the year and probably the first time in his career that he struck out uh, he tied his career high with fourteen strikeouts and actually got a victory. Who knew? Who knew that if you struck out at least fourteen batters, you could win a game? Mac, are you, aren't you surprised about that? Wouldn't that be Yeah, like, usually the Mets don't like <laughs> yeah. to score runs for this guy. I know. Like, Mets, Mets is the only team in the history of baseball where, as a fan, when you see you got the best pitcher in baseball and you're like, oh, DeGrom's on the mound tomorrow. Yes, all right, DeGrom's on the mound. Okay, we're going to keep the streak going. Oh, wait a minute. They don't score any runs for him. They make all these errors when he plays. The team is actually worse when they're ace. The best pitcher in baseball and a, potentially a future Hall of Famer is on the mound. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, and another thing, I don't know if you heard about that, but DeGrom said that in order for him uh, to be an inner circle Hall of Famer, not just a not just a a, a, a run of the mill, you know, uh, you know, a Hall of Famer that barely makes it in, but he's talking about like a Hall of Famer of Hall of Famer type Hall of Famer legend. He has to pitch in his forties, so. I, I, up until this point, I was thinking he was going to retire maybe after his contract is up or maybe a year or two or that or so after that. Man, this guy wants to pitch in his 40s. So this guy – This guy still a, effective in his 40s. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he'd have to pitch another 10 years. You know, he'd have to dominate the way how he's dominating right now because these, these past couple of years, let me see, the past three or four years, he's been he's been dominating the, the baseball. Like, he, he, he usurped – Scherzer as the the top guy, you know, winning by winning the, he ended Scherzer's streak of of winning back to back Cy Youngs by winning back to back Cy Youngs himself, and then of course, the pandemic shortened season, um, ended that streak, and of course Trevor Bauer is the new reigning uh you know Cy Young Award winner. So yeah, now we're gonna see if Degrom can retain his. He regained his um his signing award and make him a three time signing award winner, which that's rarefied air, you know. Greg Maddox, Seaver, your boy Clemens, there there's very few pitchers who've um that's it, Greg Maddox. But yeah, there's a you know, there's a you know, a very few pitchers who who've had who've had that many Sayong. So you know, best of luck to you know, the ground hopefully he can stay healthy and the Mets can actually score some runs you know, for him. And, you know, hopefully, you know, let him kick down the doors of Cooper. Well, the way how he's pitching, 
he gets it up. He don't have to kick down the doors. He'll they'll just open the door for you, put the red carpet out for him. So, you know, good thing for him. You know, he's he's pitching well. He just got to stay healthy, and the Mets got to score some runs for him. Um, let's see what else was I gonna say. Um, yeah, the Knicks, man, they've been they've been uh, playing really well. Uh, they won five in a row. Randall tied his career high um, with 44 points um, on Friday night. And um, Barrett, he bounced back from that um, that that game where he he only um, had um, you know six points against the the um, the Hornets. So um, you know, props to the Knicks, man, and, and Randall. What's your thoughts? They're playing man? real well. Yeah, they've been playing real well. Randall's been, you know, on the hot streak. You know, these last several games, um, Barrett has been playing real well as well. You know, he, he's uh, having some twenty ga- twenty point games recently. Uh, he looked great in that win uh, against the Mavericks. Yeah, thanks to winning five in a row. They're thirty and twenty seven right now. I think they're in a six seed. You know, hopefully they can uh, they can keep it at that spot. Because I wouldn't want them to, you know... Um, getting that play-in. Oh, my God. Getting that play-in, yeah. Which potentially, be... you know, where they could face elimination. Oh, man. that If they go into that play-in, if they if they go into a client and go to the play-in, man, that, they're doomed. But... I don't think... They're not doomed, but, you know, it'll make it tougher. Well, yeah. It, it, it's going to be a lot tougher, for sure. Because you're going to be battling these teams that you don't need to battle. You know? Right. Because obviously, Mets, I mean, rather the Knicks, you know, they, they, they lead the league in defense. They got Tom Thibodeau, you know, a, a great, you know, head coach who literally turned that whole franchise around. You know, we've been asking the Knicks to hire this guy for years, and they finally did it. And now they're, they're, they're um, reaping the rewards of that. You know, now, now if they keep it up, they're, they're, they're that gritty team. They could, have, they could actually, actually, actually – get star players to come over here and it won't be just talk to, you know, clickbait articles and all that stuff. You actually have a, you, you actually have a fighting chance because the Knicks man, for the first time since what, 2014, the Knicks, the Knicks are, are, um, they're reclaiming their defense um, identity. You know, the grit, they're, they're playing with the true grit of New Yorkers of the New York Knicks, the orange and blue, you know what I mean? So, you know, we're proud of the Knicks. We're proud of what they're doing, man. We're not we're not asking them to win a championship. We're not putting nineties expectations on them, man. Just just show up and show out, man. Just just show us that you are a you are a New York Knick, man. And I know people were complaining. Like I read an article, like they were complaining about you know um, Zion Williams not being signed with the Knicks, and we got Randall. But Randall, man, he he's a Knick, man. He you know. Even though there was, you know, players, you know, criticizing him, you know, oh, he's not clutch. But this dude is like 20, 21 years old, man. And this guy shows signs of being clutch. So I'm going to ride with R.J. Barrett, man. This guy, he's, he, he's going to be a star in the league. Mark my words. He's going he's gonna to make the all-star game next year. Why? I mean, he's, uh, he's what, 21 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So he's a young guy. He's got a long way to go. And right now he's showing great potential. So... You know, I don't know what these fans are complaining about or these other players are complaining about. Absolutely. So, yeah, man. Props to the Knicks. Keep it, keep it going, man. Let's go Knicks. Uh, the Nets, Nets on the other hand, um, 
you know, they won on Friday night. They won by the final score of uh, 130 to 115. Uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be um, um, in Miami, uh, battling the Nets. I mean, rather the Heat. And um, yeah, they Lamarcus Aldridge, man, he he had to retire because he had a heart problem. So um, you know, sad way for him to end his career. You know. Yeah, he's a. I mean, that doesn't help the Nets with their front court because they needed him to help their front court now. But uh, yeah, I don't know what's, uh, what the Nets are gonna do now. Yeah, it's it's messed up. You know, they're gonna just need um, you know, um, Jordan and and uh, Griffin to like, you know, produce more. You know, you got the big three. They they just basically got to keep the big three going. You know, a lot. You know, around. Um, yeah. Other news before we go, because uh, we we gotta go. Um, um, Dwayne Wade, he's a part part time owner of uh, the Utah Jazz. So uh, congratulations to him. And A Rod, he's a part time owner of the 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 Timberwolves instead of Garnett. So uh, congratulations to them. I mean, they should have still worked out a way to get Garnett. With the the Timberwolves, I mean that he was he was the he's the heart and soul of that that franchise. Um, yeah, I gotta go. Uh, Mac, pleasure having you on. Uh, thank you to Joe from New Jersey for coming on, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for coming on, Sports of the Legend. I'm William Ramo. He's Macaulay Matthew. See you guys next week. Peace.